my business would could not exist 10 years ago because your video uh, rendering and video editing and all the it's so easy now to to have an online knowledge commerce platform and to share your knowledge online whereas 10 years ago that was not an option you're listening to the unstoppable business podcast i'm your host brian lee So today we have joined with us is Gigi Fernandez. She has won an amazing 17 Grand Slam doubles titles with various partners and two Olympic gold medals with Mary Jo Fernandez. In 2010, Gigi was inducted into the International Tennis Hall of Fame and in 2000 was named Puerto Rican Athlete of the Century. Gigi now spends her time coaching adult players how to excel at doubles through her online doubles platform, doubles.tv, and at clinics around the country. Gigi, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely, it's my pleasure. So Gigi, at the very beginning of your journey, where exactly were you at? Oh, wow. Um, Well, I grew up playing tennis in Puerto Rico. Um, I was three at the time, and I um, was a good junior player um, in Puerto Rico. I was recruited to play college uh, at Clemson University. So I played one year as an NCAA athlete. Uh, then I, uh, after freshman year, turned pro. And uh, I turned pro because I was 85 in the world in singles already and uh, had a you know, good career. <laughs> Ended up in the Tennis Hall of Fame. And like you said, won a bunch of Grand Slams and whatnot. So, so yeah, it was a pretty good career. I've been retired for 23 years now, so that sometimes feels like another lifetime. When did you start making the transition to teaching others? Um, so right when I retired from tennis, I coached some juniors from Puerto Rico, and uh, I coached Puerto Rican pickup team. Uh, and then I coached a couple of pros. I coached Lisa Raymond, Sam Stoser, and they won the 2015 or 2005 Australian Open, rather, or U.S. Open. Uh, I was at the Australian Open with them. Um, I helped them get to number one in the world in doubles. And then uh, and then I just decided that I didn't want to travel anymore. <laughs> I just kind of got tired of traveling. I became a mom. Uh, I've been a mom for 11 years now. So for the last 11 years, I have um, you know, looked for a, look for a teaching opportunity that didn't require me to travel. So I became director of tennis at a facility. And um, from there, while coach, you know, kind of started coaching adult recreational players and there developed um, what I call the GG method, which is my proprietary doubles program that uh, teaches people how to play doubles. Uh, and I, have, I, do, I do that online uh, through a course, online course, and I also do it by traveling around the country and doing clinics. Uh, and I also do it at do camps at pro events like the US Open, the BNP Paribas, the Miami Open. Etc. Mm, gotcha. And uh, when you first started coaching, since it was like a completely different realm as than being a practitioner, did you find that really suiting to you? Was it very easy from the start? Um, yeah, you know, I always had a pretty good eye for the game. Some some professional athletes just play, and they they don't really they're not super aware of what they're doing. They're just good, and other others really delve into the mechanics of the strokes and are the more analytical minds and that was me like I was always very interested in the analytical part of the game and the technical part of the game so 
Um, so the transition to coaching was fairly easy for me because I had so much knowledge and because I had spent so much time kind of studying the game from the technical and uh, analytical perspective. Mm, understood. Okay. Was there any skills or any sort of mindset things that uh, sort of carried over from when you did your training um, as like a top athlete to when you did coaching? Um, so I, I guess the, you know, the knowledge that I have about the game of doubles in particular, obviously is at a very high level. So uh, I probably know more about doubles than, you know, most people out there, right? Just because I, I just understand what the dynamics of a doubles point and, uh, you know, the geometry of the court and the percentages and what's statistically going to happen in a point. Um, so, so yeah, there was definitely a lot that transferred it. And it was based, it was fairly simple for me to become a coach because I was just sharing my knowledge, sharing what I knew. So there's not a big learning curve. Um, and I found that when I retired, I tried to do other other things that were not related to tennis. And I had these um, very large learning curves and very steep. And a lot of, lot of uh, you know, not so successful ventures. And then I decided to come back to tennis. And, and that became re- very easy because it's what I know. So the morale there is to mm. stick to what you know. <laughs> huh, gotcha. Um, you know, definitely there's a lot of correlation between business, like high performers in business and, you know, high performers in other fields. Mm-hmm. Would you say that um, there were certain mindset training that you had as an Olympist, you know, um, as a top performer in your field that sort of carried over as well? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think there was much carryover on the mental side, but there, I definitely did a lot of mental training um, when I was playing. I I did a lot. I know, you know, a lot of visualization, meditation, um, diaphragmatic breathing. So I definitely spent a lot of time working on the mental game. And tennis is largely mental. Like it, probably it's somewhere around 85%, which is the time. Um, wow. The time, the, mm-hmm. Yeah, because the time of the match that you're not playing a point. And average, the average time of a match, 85% of the time that you're playing, you're not actually in the middle of a point. You're walking around between points. So... Uh, that's a lot of time. So, so tennis is very, very mental. So I did a lot of work on that, but none of that really transferred into the business side. Like I didn't really feel like I needed mental training to, to coach or to, um, to share my knowledge. Mm, Okay. And what sort of new skills did you have to acquire to operate your business? Uh, well to like to up, to operate my online business, I had to learn, a lot about technology you know i had to really learn about um various platforms that were available and you know of course nowadays if this business my business would could not exist 10 years ago because your video uh rendering and video editing and all the it's so easy now to to have an online knowledge commerce platform and to share your knowledge online whereas 10 years ago that was not an option so i had to learn that i had to learn um just you know various checkout mechanisms that are out there and um i learned how to build websites uh and manage them and i learned um how to write emails i had a um a a guy that helped me write uh, with my email copy for a couple years like a consultant that helped me write better emails better 
your emails that people want to read. First, they want to open, and then they want to read, and third, they want to act on them and and buy something from the emails that I send. Um, so, so yeah, they definitely have to learn a lot to transfer my tennis knowledge into the online business. Mm, gotcha. And I mean, definitely, since uh, tennis is a physical sport, and you're not there, you know, coaching them in person, was it a whole lot more difficult to coach online? Um, you know, it's actually not as far as uh, the you know their longevity of it. Like when you when you coach someone, obviously one on one, and you know I spend an hour coaching someone, and I touch them for an hour, and I touch one person for an hour, but I can spend one hour uh, shooting something or doing a video shoot, and I can share that same knowledge that I shared with one person. I can share it with you know a hundred thousand people. <laughs> there's no or a million people. There's no yeah. limit. Mm -hmm. So, um, so it's very scalable, um, and a very, very good way to share your knowledge with more people. And that's eventually why I went to online, online instruction, because I could share so much more efficiently and with so many more people. Right. Um, what was the first online product that you had, Gigi? Um, was it like a book? Was it a course? Was it something else? Um, yeah, no, it was, it was a course. It was an uh, online doubles program called the Gigi Method. And it was um, about three hours of videos uh, split into like kind of uh, two or three minute videos. I have like a 50 or 60, two, two or three minute videos based on the, meth the Gigi Method, which has five steps. So kind of like each step has like 10 or 12 videos. If that makes sense. Mm, for sure. And did, did you have like a mentor or, you know, did you take a certain program to sort of understand how to structure your business? Um, you know, I've, I've always been an entrepreneur. I've been an entrepreneur since I retired, um, which was 97. So I've been an entrepreneur for 22 years. So I had a pretty good idea how to start a business. I did have mentors in the online space. Uh, a couple of guys that, uh, that I knew that kind of helped me along the way. Will Hamilton from Fussy Yellow Balls was one of them and uh, the other ones uh, Jack Jack Bourne from Deadline Funnels were two guys that have really helped me um, that I can reach out to and you know kind of tap their brains when I have questions and they've been really helpful through my business that's great yeah and uh, I mean you have a ton of credibility back behind you so initially was it very difficult for you to grow a following or was it like just cake um, it, it was not a cake, but it was not super difficult. And, and actually, I mean, I, I, I wish that my, that I had more followers, like there's other online, um, providers that have bigger followings than I do that have, can't have never, never done anything in tennis. <laughs> like, wow. yeah. uh, yeah, there's a lot of Instagram yeah. people posting tennis videos that have like 50,000 and a hundred thousand followers that are just a guy at a club, you know, with a good, with a camera that, that that have good presence in front of the camera, or do or have better it's marketing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's totally crazy. But you know, so the, my main business is not my online. Um, it's not the online products, so I don't really spend a lot of time pushing my online product. My main business are my camps to my clinics and my travel experiences. I bring people to Grand Slams and the Labor Cup and various tennis events. Um, and the camps are there's higher 
priced items. So from a financial perspective, it makes more sense to devote more time to what's going to make me the most money, if that makes sense, like from the true business standpoint. Um, so, so I focus more on that as opposed to, you know, my, my, uh, the G method sells for $29.99 a month. Um, but right. a camp mm-hmm. costs $2,000. So mm-hmm. I can spend all this time trying to get 10 people to pay $29 or I could just sell a camp for $2,000 <laughs> to one person. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so, so that's kind of what I focus on. Mm. And uh, are these camps just in Florida or are they all over the state? No, I, I do them all over the country, actually. I, I mm-hmm. do a camps in my home in Tampa, but I also do them during pro events. So I do them at the U.S. Open in New York, at the BMP Paribas in Indian Wells, at the Cincinnati Open, uh, the Miami Open. Um, and then I also travel and do clinics. Um, I'm trying to hit all 50 states with my GE Method clinics, and I'm about two thirds of the way there. So yeah. I try to mm-hmm. uh, find clubs that will that will bring me in to do a, a clinic for their members. Mm. And uh, Gigi, it seems like, yeah, you're, you're getting really close to those 50 States. Um, how did you initially, how did the clinic start and how did it expand? Um, so when I was working at Chelsea Piers, which was uh, the facility where I was director of tennis, and I developed this way of teaching, uh, which I call GG Method, um, I just wanted to share it with more people. I, I was teaching the same 100 people um, every week, and I just wanted to share it with more people. So uh, I had a friend who approached me who wanted to sponsor my clinics, and uh, and I said, sure, let's, if you want to sponsor me, I'll go do them. So we started locally. I started going to clubs around the area of Connecticut where I lived. Um, we started out, I used to call them master doubles with Gigi. Um, and we started out with like you know, eight or 16 people. Um, and now when I go and I charged three, I was charging $150 a person now. And now I'm charging $295 and I'll get anywhere from 24 to 36 people in a day. So it's really grown. Um, nice. Yeah, it's really grown a lot. And, um, and hopefully, as I complete my mission of hitting all 50 states, it will continue to grow. Awesome. So Gigi, if you can give advice to someone who wants to sort of follow in your footsteps, right? Like they're a great athlete and they, they want to share this message um, to the world. And, you know, they want to make a living from what they do, what kind of advice would you give them? Uh, I would say find some mentors that know that are in this space that can kind of help you because I had a lot of bumps, you know, I had a lot of uh, speed bumps along the way, you know, and, and I hit my head against the wall a lot. <laughs> I wish there was okay. somebody I could have asked, you know, before getting started where, what to focus on There's, um so yeah, definitely find a mentor and, um, and that's pretty much it. Do you have top three books that you would recommend? Um, many masters, many lives. Uh, number one, number two, I just read this great book called the great alone, which is about life in Alaska. And then the third one, the third one is, uh, educated. Mm, okay. So Gigi, what's, uh, what's your vision? Do you have a vision for five to 10 years from now? Um, well, I definitely want to have visited all 50 states. 
And one of my growth uh, opportunities or where I see the growth of, of the G method is like partnering with clubs to deliver the G method at their facilities once I have visited there for one day and left. So, so when I go to a, a club uh, and do, clinic for, do a clinic for you know, 35 people, those 35 people really love the experience and they want more. And right now they don't get more because I don't go back and I don't um, have no way to reach them. But, but I uh, have a certification course, G-Method certification course that about 250 pros around the country uh, have taken. So, so I could have those certified pros delivering uh, the G-Method clinics as part of my, my program. So that's kind of where the growth is. So in five years from now, I'd, lo I'd love to have you know, 100 clubs teaching the G-Method clinics all throughout the country. Mm, awesome. And what are like the highest impact activities that you're doing today to get to your vision? Um, well, I just continue to do clinics, you know, continue to go to clubs and travel and um, visit facilities that really want me to come to them. It's usually a lot better, a lot easier to work with someone that wants you there than it is with someone that's not so sure they want you there. <laughs> so, um, so, but yeah. All right. So Gigi, is there anything else that you want to share with the audience listening? Um, yeah, just, you know, the, one of the things that really made me successful um, as an athlete and, and as a person was setting goals. Like I always wrote down my goals uh, in a piece of paper. And when I wrote down my goals, I separate, there was, uh, if you can think of a grid with eight, eight areas. So like basically you have on the left, you have a column that, uh, is your zero to six, we'll say zero to six month goal. Then you have below that, you have six months to two years. Then you have two years to 10 years. And then you have 10 years uh, through undefined term. And then the first column is attainable goals. And then the second column is seemingly unattainable goals. And then you want to fill everything. You want to put in the zero to six month, whatever goals you feel are attainable and whatever goals you feel are unattainable. Then your two to 10 year or your two, uh, six months to two years, do the same two to 10 years. And every six months you revisit them. So that, you know, some of your two to 10 year goals or six to two months, you might achieve them. So you kind of move them around. Um, and, and you have it either on a computer written down or you print it so you can look at it uh, every day. So you kind of know where you're headed. And to me, living life without goals is like, getting in a car and driving without no clue where you're going like you wouldn't do that right <laughs> you need to know where you're going and yeah. you need to know the road mm. to that you take to get to where you want to go so so definitely mm. i would encourage anybody listening that wants to be successful in life to um write down their goals and and every day do a little something to try to achieve one of them didn't have time to take notes well, get your free cheat sheet for this episode at unstoppablebusiness.com forward slash podcast.